Welcome to the Work Camper Show, brought to you by WorkCamper.com. This podcast helps you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. Each one of our episodes will introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to work camping opportunities all around the U.S. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Today I'm interviewing an amazing young woman from Nebraska. She works remotely for her employer and lives in a van she converted into an RV by herself, which she affectionately nicknamed Vanasaur. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. If you have more questions and answers when it comes to the work camping and RVing lifestyle, then don't worry, Work Camper News has your back. Attend a free monthly work camping Q&A webinar to get your questions answered. Each month, the knowledgeable team behind WorkCamper.com hosts a free live webinar where they answer questions submitted by folks just like you who are learning about the lifestyle, just getting started, or have been work camping for a while. They cover topics like what kind of work camping jobs are available, what do those jobs pay, tips for writing a work camper resume, questions to ask an employer, what type of RV is best, how to get your mail as an RVer, and much more. In the description of each video, you'll find a list of questions that were answered so you can quickly jump to the sections you want to hear. Register for the next live webinar at workcamper.com forward slash answers. Or listen to detailed answers now by watching the recordings of past Q&A webinars on the Work Camper News YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash workcamper. Then click on the Q&A on Work Camping playlist. Georgia Gleason started RVing part-time in March 2022. After discovering she really liked the flexibility, she has lived in her van since last fall. She and her dog Maggie have already been to 12 states. Although she grew up camping with her family, Georgia really got the bug to do it full-time after traveling to Iceland with a friend six years ago. During COVID, she watched thousands of hours of YouTube videos about people living full-time in their vans. Class B motorhomes were extraordinarily expensive, so Georgia shopped around and found a cargo van for about $35,000, then spent another $8,500 converting it into an RV that serves as her home and office. Georgia works as a project manager providing implementation services and employee engagement surveys for a company in Nebraska. To tell us why she got into the RV lifestyle and how it's impacting her life, please welcome Georgia Gleason to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Georgia. I really appreciate the time. How long have you been RVing? I've been RVing since about early March this year, so about nine months, but part-time. I'm learning how to be a good RVer and a good camp uh, full-time person, so about 17 weeks total. Well, that's pretty good. What prompted you to do this? Yes, I grew up camping. My parents love to camp. I love to be out in nature, and about six, six and a half years ago now, I went on a trip to Iceland, and for two weeks, I rented a camper van with one of my best friends, and we went around the whole island and just got to pull over in random camp areas. And we were off season, so a lot of the campgrounds were closed, but you could still camp there overnight. You just didn't have amenities. And I fell in love with it, even though it was snowing five to 10 inches a day on us, and it was freezing cold, and it was raining all the time. I was in love, and it just seemed like such a weird and cool way to see a country. And so, I came back after that trip and planned a couple other international trips and did a lot of travel, but it was always there in the back of my mind. And so during the COVID pandemic, I started watching hundreds of hours of YouTube videos 
about people who were doing van life and full-time travelers. And I watched a wide variety, people in buses, RVs, vans, people who traveled by airplane. I just, I just really wanted to travel. And obviously I couldn't at the time. And so I started really deciding that like I was, a van was a goal of mine. And so I saved up. And in June of 22, I bought this cargo van that I'm currently sitting in and started building. And it took me until about February of 23 to finish building him out. And we've been on the road a lot since. And you have a fun name for your cargo van. What do you call yes, it? Yes, the Vanosaur. The Vanosaur. Just like dinosaur, but Vanosaur. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. And you built this yourself. I did. I had some help with a few pieces, but a lot of when you walk into the van, a lot of what I really did a lot of it by hand myself. And one of my favorite features of the van is my ceiling and walls actually are my friend's old fence. They wanted to replace their fence and I wanted some old like weathered looking wood for the van. And so we made a trade. I spent a Saturday helping them replace their fence and I got all the wood for free. Oh, that's wonderful. A lot of people do that up in the Midwest where they take the old barn wood and then repurpose yeah. it into something else. That's very cool. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. What do you like most about the experience so far? I think my favorite part is really just being able to be flexible. We've done a lot of travel and I always joke that every state should ask me to come travel to their state because it rains nonstop <laughs> every time I go anywhere. But we've gotten to pivot and see a lot of things. I say we, I travel with my dog, Maggie. And so she and I have gotten to see, I think, 11 different states at this point, might be 12 after just this last week, actually. And we've gone to, I want you to nine national parks i think this year i had to count the little stickers i have done over here oh. so we've just gotten to really like roam about and change plans and hear about things from people we come across and go do it because we're not locked into a lot of hard like defined plans always absolutely now the first question people are going to ask is how does somebody this age get to live full-time in an rv she is she independently wealthy yeah, that's, I think, what always everyone thinks. No, so I work full-time as a project manager doing implementation services for employee engagement surveys with an amazing little company out of Nebraska called Science Associates. And I started with them actually shortly after I bought the van. So I had been working in higher education doing admissions and recruitment, which is not a field that is very, very supportive of being able to be wherever I want to be, whenever I want to be there. So found this amazing job and our founders are super supportive of us being able to live and work in the way we want to. And they absolutely love that I built the van out. I got to give updates every time I'm on the road. I'm constantly getting to share where I'm at every time we have company meetings. And it's really fantastic. So that's how I fund this adventure. I did a lot of saving up in the beginning and then really just working full time. And it does make traveling more challenging. But it definitely makes it work. So. Right. What are some of those challenges that you have experienced while you've been RVing? Yeah. So obviously finding internet, everything I do is on the computer. So finding good signal, having good access, and then also not overwhelming myself. I've really found a wonderful groove in weekdays. If I'm moving and trying to get to a new location, I only travel about an hour of distance a day. So think about it, that's only five hours of driving and getting accomplished between Monday and Friday. That's but you a see commitment. a lot of great stuff that way. And I, when I was first doing it, I was like sprinting every night to get a few more hours in. And my dog and I were miserable. 
and we weren't getting to see anything, do anything, talk to anybody. And we really found our groove with one hour. And on the weekends, we try to keep around that too, that we can really explore wherever we're at. One hour is incredible. That is a commute for most people. Yes. Yeah. Basically, I commute from five to six at the end of my workday to get to the next location where I'm going to camp and try out a brewery and go on a hike. And then I do it all again the next day. Oh, that's fun. So you're working full-time hours then, pretty much. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I typically stick to about central time hours Mm -hmm. unless I'm super far time zone away. It was a little challenging to do that when I was out in California. Those 6 a.m. meetings were a bit rough. Oh, yeah. No kidding. (laughs) So you travel every day a little bit. Okay. But generally, yes. I haven't really so much done the like kind of sit and stay in one area unless I'm seeing like friends or family in a certain area, um, which I do love to be able to do that. Most of the time I'm a little kind of moving on a little bit. I have occasionally stayed in the same town in the mountains or something for a few days, but still camping in different spots. So still doing a bit of movement. What do you do for internet? I know that is a huge problem for people who work full-time in an an RV. Yes. So I have what I'm doing now and then what I plan to be doing. I'm planning to move full-time into the van. I've still been practicing how to pack effectively, I guess I should say. But right now, I actually just have a cell phone signal booster that I bought, I think off Amazon or something, for $115. Um, And it just boosts my cell signal enough that I can go from having one bar to four bars and use my hotspot. And so it works well. And then I just bought extra hotspot data on my phone plan. But I am planning to get something a little more permanent, probably something like a Starlink, Mm -hmm. because I do have a epic plan of spending about five months in 2025 going up to Alaska and being in Alaska. Got to have good signal because Alaska is notorious for bad phone signals. Exactly. That's right. (laughs) And so are campgrounds, for that matter. If everybody in the campground is doing the same thing. Let's give that cell phone booster a plug. What brand was it? I think it was like the cheapest WeBoost option, but I'm pretty sure it was a WeBoost brand. WeBoost. What did it cost you to build out this RV? Yeah, so I think I spent just under $8,500 building it. And then purchasing the cargo van was, I think, around $33,000. Okay. I'm a little over $42,000, I think, in. That's still (laughs) very good. Yeah. Was it a brand new cargo van? No, it was used. I managed to get it through a dealership right near my hometown in Lincoln. And then I knew one of the guys at the dealership. And so he was able to explain to me it had a a little bit of an accident before I got it, but it was all body um, work that had happened. It was on the back door. You can't even tell it got hit. So I got a little bit of a price drop because in 2022, vehicle prices were still extremely high. So that was helpful to get one that had uh, something back into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So what kinds of things do you do for your job? Yes, I do a lot of Zoom calls with clients. I work with clients all over the U.S. and around the globe. And then we do employee listening programming, which is really cool. So we help people figure out how engaged are their employees and then what what can you do about it? And so my job is I help really do a lot of the technical development work within the software system. I can sometimes give like best practice advice. And then I also help them figure out how to review the results and how to use them. And then we work with incredible consultants in our organization as well who have doctorates in IO psychology and they're incredible people. Wow. That sounds impressive. Yeah. That sounds like it'd be a very interesting and varied position. Yeah, it's very fun. No two days are the same. Some days I'm playing with data files. Other days I'm troubleshooting how a user experience is going to be. Other days I'm 
learning a new tool in the system or helping teach and lead people through learning and development. So it's pretty fun. What are some of the favorite places that you visited so far? Oh, so many places. I was just talking to a friend of mine about when I went to this adorable little town in Colorado called Ridgeway. It's about halfway between Montrose um, and Telluride's pretty well known for being an amazing mountain town and little Ridgeway sits right there at the base of the mountains. And it was just amazing. There's a cute state park there, a wonderful coffee shop slash library, the most adorable like middle of the town city park where my dog and I hung out and worked for a day. And that was amazing. I also spent about a week in the Paso Robles wine country in the spring. Unfortunately, while California was getting like 75 inches of rain, but we had a great time just getting to meet all of the people there and drink wine and wander the hillsides and so amazing. But every place I've gone has had something wonderful about it. I went up and did South Dakota during the bike rally. They do that big like Harley Davidson bike rally surges in South Dakota every year. And everyone was like, oh, it's going to be terrible. The roads are going to be crazy. Like, you're not going to be able to do anything. It was amazing. We had a wonderful time. We were the only people on the hiking trails. We were never having to fight for parking spots because they had special, like, motorcycle parking in every town we were in. Like, we had a blast. And all the motorcycle guys wanted to pet my dog. And until (laughs) they actually turned on their bikes, she was all about it, too. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. And besides Alaska, are there any places that you still want to go? Yeah. So I have some big goals for the van. I want to drive the van to every state you can drive to. Um, and to count it, I have to have slept in the state twice is my rule. Twice. That's uh, good. Basically means I have to stay a little longer in uh, Rhode Island than probably most people would if they were driving through in a van. And then I also want to take the van to every national park you can drive to. Okay. Well, so then. I have a long way to go. Yes. No kidding. So you'll be doing this for a couple of years, it looks like. Yes, I definitely think so. I have the plans of really doing like a big full-time sprint for at least 18 months at one point, maybe longer. We'll see how it goes. Okay. And Maggie is okay with all the travel. She's getting better at it. I think she enjoys when we do well at taking it slow and finding all the dog parks in every town we go through. Mm -hmm. If you had to start over again, what would you do differently? I probably would have started sooner. I think I was worried about having to have everything lined up and perfect. I think I would have just taken the plunge, especially when the pandemic started. I wish I would have just that spring and summer just bought a van and started, even if I didn't have as much of a down payment or have as much of my layout planned or any of that stuff. I wish I would have just gone for it. But on the flip side, I did a ton of research and I had a lot of great tools and helpful tips along the way. I joined the online van life academy that like teaches you how to build a van and puts you in a forum with hundreds of other van lifers and I watched thousands of hours of YouTube videos on how to build a van. It was a great time to learn, but I really wish I would have just jumped in faster. That's very good advice. So yeah, start earlier. When you were building out your van, you said that there were some products that you used that you would recommend. Can you talk about those? Yes. So I love the Renogy solar and battery electrical line. So I have a fully solar powered camper van and the Renogy system is super easy to understand. There are some higher end products you can buy that are maybe a little more advanced than Renogy, but Renogy was super easy. Like they made it so simple for me to know what I was doing. How long? Some other things I love. What was that? 
How long can you go in your solar power before you have to plug into anything? I've yet to actually run out of power when I have my system hooked up properly. (laughs) I learned a few things. At one point, I didn't have the right charge controller, so it wasn't capable of handling my solar load. So I did have an issue there. And then one time I parked at my parents' house in the shade and didn't think about that it wasn't going to get sunshine and my batteries went low. But other than that, when I'm actually traveling, I've never run out of power. I've never even dropped below 50% power. Wow. And that's for somebody who's on the computer all day long. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. And what were the other products? You would be surprised how little it takes to actually charge your computer. Like it doesn't actually take that much power. What other products would you recommend? Yeah. So a pricey product, but definitely worth it. I think a lot of people always laugh when you talk to campers or van lifers. Bathrooms come up very quickly in conversation. And I have a composting toilet in my van. It's a nature's head. I cannot say enough wonderful things about it. It is amazing. Smell bad. It makes your waste in the compost. It takes super little power for the fan and exhaust to work. It is just like an amazing product. They really thought through it. And so I always, whenever people bring up bathrooms, I'm like, nature's head composting toilet. It's pricey. It's $1,000, but it's worth it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then just other things. I think there's so many great products for like RVs or boats. I looked at a lot of boat products too. I actually have a marine water pump. So it's a foot powered water pump. So there's no electrical or pressurization in my water system. So I never have to worry about like my lines freezing or anything like that or not having enough power to have water come out of my tank. And I love it. So look a little off the beaten path. Don't just be like, it has to be an RV product. Look at boat products. Look at off-grid cabin products. There are so many products out there. And then join an online community. Get out there and get advice. (laughs) Okay. And you said that was the online van academy is the one that you found most helpful? Yep. Very good. Did you have any problems as a woman on the road by yourself? Did you have any strange things or any instances where you felt a little uncomfortable? Yeah, every once in a while, I'm in a situation where I just feel a little unsafe. I wouldn't say I've had any problems specific to me being a woman um, or a single woman, but more just having to listen to my gut and say, this doesn't feel like a good place to be right now. I've had a couple times where just like I'm in an area and somebody is in the area and they're lingering near my van or I'm in a parking lot sleeping for the night and a car parks really close to me and it just gives you a little bit of the feeling in the pit of the stomach. And so often I'll just move to a different area or go get in the van and drive to the next city that I was planning to go to or to the next destination I was going to go visit. It's really just you got to listen to yourself like you got to listen to your gut and other than that, like I've, it's never been anything that we're like, I felt like someone was trying to get in the van or I felt like someone was trying to get, take advantage of me. Have a couple times had people ask me a lot of really detailed questions about the van. So I try to keep it as general as I can, especially when they're asking like, where am I from? Where am I going to next? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always just say I'm from the Midwest and I always say, I'm just going to be traveling around the area for a while. That's good. Yes. Having a yes. dog in the van probably helps as well. Yes, and she is part pit bull, so she does look a little more menacing than most dogs. <laughs> than, than a little toy poodle or something like that, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Do you have any advice for people who would be considering jumping into the RV lifestyle or becoming a work camper? Yeah, I think the number one thing that I always say to a lot of my friends who are just like so impressed that I'm doing this, but always think they could never do it, is I say, 
if you want to be a work camper or you want to be a nomad, you have to be comfortable being a little uncomfortable. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to be a little cold sometimes. You're going to be a little hot sometimes. You're going to be a little tired or a little whatever. You just got to be good at being a little uncomfortable. And then my other advice is like, you just got to try it. I think the Iceland trip for me really just showed me that like it was something I was going to enjoy doing. I just met this incredible couple three days ago now, I think. They rented a cargo van from like Enterprise Rent-A-Van and they did a no build inside of it. So nothing's permanently in the van. And they're just trying it for three weeks over the holidays to go visit all their kids to see if they like it. And honestly, that's amazing to me that like a couple just decided to try it and figured out a very non-conventional way of doing it. And there's a lot of great rental companies you can go through so you can actually get something that's built out and comfortable and has all the bells and whistles. And then also like the last piece of advice I think I've given to multiple people is try to do some of it yourself. I know every wire in my electrical system. I know how everything hooks together. I know where every nut and bolt and nail is in this entire van. So if something falls apart, I know how it was put together. So I'm less nervous when something's not going right. I will say I still do call my uncle who's an electrician to ask questions, <laughs> but where it's he wasn't like, in the electrical electrician world. Now he does other things, but he helps me build the system and he made me do every step while he was teaching me all the things I needed to know about it. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for places that you might eventually want to settle down? It sounds like a great opportunity to check out everywhere and then find what you'd really like to do. Or do you just see doing this forever, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that was initially a goal. I definitely do think about it when I'm in amazing places. When I was, again, when I was in Ridgeway, Colorado, I was sitting in this beautiful town park being like, I could live in this town. This is amazing. But I've also thought about that probably about a thousand different places in my life. I'm very fortunate that I live currently in the middle of the country. So again, that would be maybe somewhere I'd love to settle down and it's really easy to travel from there. But Yeah, I think about it. Sometimes I think about it. It'd be so cool to just buy a plot of land in the desert and build a little homestead or something. But we'll see where it all goes. I'm only not even a year into this adventure, so I still got plenty of time to figure out what it's going to make me do in life. Okay, so your home base is in the Midwest somewhere. So you can go from all directions and and cover the country relatively easily. Exactly. In the beautiful state of Nebraska. I always tell people, Nebraska's got a lot to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. If people wanted to connect with you, how could they do that? Yeah. So actually, my van has its own Instagram account. It's at Vanasaur and Maggie. Trick is V-A-N-O-S-A-U-R is how you spell Vanasaur. And it's just the traveling along. I post pictures from all of our different travels to national parks, places we go, sometimes just photos of me and my dog on a cold day working from inside the van. That's a fun way. So that's the best way I would say to follow along and see what we do. Hoping to eventually maybe start doing some TikTok videos, but haven't quite figured out how to produce them fast enough, I think. (laughs) What kinds of things do you and Maggie do for fun? Yeah, so we do a lot of hiking. We go to a lot of breweries. We've visited a ton of different breweries this year. Like to also just go and hang out with friends in different parts of the country. I was raised as a military kid, so we have friends everywhere, which is awesome. But yeah, a lot of outdoors, just hanging out in a beautiful campsite, going on a hike and sitting near a lake or a river or an ocean. Or My dog's not a fan of water, so I never have to worry about her jumping in. <laughs> so when you're traveling, are you spending a lot of time in campgrounds or are you boondocking almost all the time? 
I do a good mix. So I do a fair amount of boondocking in uh, business parking lots that allow you to stop for the night or public land spaces. I joined a company called Harvest Hosts that allows you to camp at businesses, which is awesome. I love those. Um, Love a good winery or farm. There's a lavender farm in western Nebraska that if you're a Harvest Hoster, go stay there. It's called Our Lavender Company, and they are the most amazing mother-daughter operation. I love them. And then I also do some campgrounds. Campgrounds are great because especially if you're in an area where you haven't had the ability to find a place to take a shower in a while or do some laundry, a lot of campgrounds have those amenities, especially the laundry. That's generally what I'm looking for. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Georgia, for sharing your story with me today. I just love to hear this. I wish I had been doing something like this when I was your age. I think my life would have been incredibly enriched as a result of that. So congratulations for being bold and pursuing your dream. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. I hope more and more people start getting out there and just jumping into something they want to do. When I was her age, I wish I had the foresight Georgia Gleason has today. She already realizes there is more to life than working all day just to have a few hours off on weekends. Most days, Georgia does her job, then drives to a new location about an hour away. That gives her plenty of time to find a place that night and to check out the area before it gets too dark. It's remarkable when you think about it. Most people have a one-hour, one-way commutes between their homes and jobs. Georgia meanders her way around the country at a leisurely place that enables her to meet other people and take in sights that others dream about doing someday. Her biggest challenge is maintaining an internet connection. So Georgia purchased a cell phone booster that really ramps up her signal strength from one to four bars. That gives her plenty of oomph to do whatever she needs to do online. Georgia's goal is to visit every state she can drive to, though she doesn't count it as an official visit until she has spent at least two nights in the state. She's already discovered some really fun places to visit, like Ridgeway, Colorado and Paso Robles, California. However, Georgia wants to take an epic trip to Alaska in 2025, so she's planning now to make sure she'll be able to do her job while visiting the last frontier. She installed a Renogy solar system, which gives her more than enough power to work wherever she travels. In fact, Georgia said she is yet to run out of power or even drop below 50% battery capacity. To reduce her electrical needs, she installed a marine water pump as well as a Nature's Head composting toilet. She encourages people to evaluate marine products in addition to RV products. Even at her age, Georgia said if she had to start over, she would have begun RVing much earlier. As of last week, she's put on 13,000 miles visiting 13 states, but has no plans for slowing down. Georgia spends a lot of time at Harvest Host sites, staying on public lands, or at businesses which support RV overnight stays. People can connect with Georgia and follow her travels by looking for Vanasaur and Maggie on Instagram. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Amper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Amper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with a community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, 
then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time I'll be speaking with a woman who is looking for work campers to help out at 11 resorts in Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.